Phase 3 of Star Wars The High Republic is here and the Trials of the Jedi have begun. We kick off our coverage with the gripping anthology of short stories, The High Republic, Tales of Light and Life. A fantastic primer for the stories to come and a compelling exploration of what it means to be a Jedi. Revnog in hand. <laughs> We've got Tales of the the uh, Light and Life in the other hand. It's mm-hmm. it's very exciting times, guys. We are now going back to the High Republic. Yeah, Tales of Light and Life. Kicking off our month long uh, dive into into the High, High Republic. Republic. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, man. I mean, this is Me we're too. This is going to be the ending. This is the climactic conclusion of like how long has this been going? Two years? A year and a half? Yeah. Four years, I don't know. Time has phase three, but like right. it's been, three. yeah, I think like two years. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm just, yeah, I just can't wait to see this thing wrap up and like where it's going to go. They are in a tough spot, and I want to yep. know where our Jedi are going to land. Um, like all these heroes that I adore, and um, this book was just a great way. They let like all the current authors kind of do a story, a little short story, um, about like their sort of corner of the galaxy a little yep. bit and um with like I, I feel like it's the characters maybe i know they all were created together but it's like there's a little like yeah. certain people own certain characters and i, I love that yeah. um and and they all got to riff on their people and sort of take us f- from phase one to phase three um and gosh it was so so much fun and it was just like it was such a great teaser back to get you back in and be like remember all these characters you loved like they're around and it's on like voltron let's go um yeah yeah that's the thing like i was i was kind of super I, I am still super excited to go into phase three and so much so that i was just like do we have to read this maybe let's just skip this and get to phase three and we'll read this time on our own like i just i've been so wanting to get into phase three and i am so glad that we took a step back and read this because now yeah. i'm even more excited for phase three and i also feel like i'm prepped again like this right. just reading all these i'm like okay now everything's fresh in my mind of who's who like you know where people are in terms of like what their motivations are who their masters are i feel like this helped so much for me to start it, it really is like a perfect onboarding and sort of framing yeah. of uh all the conflicts thus far which is i think ram jameron in the uh daniel jose alder story i think he at one point is just like all the people we lost during the great disaster and then everyone who died at the the fair on Delna the valley, like, and then yeah. and then the destruction of starlight beacon like the characters in their internal thoughts do a great job of sort of catching you up to what happened yeah. so far so that was awesome it's like just a great sort of jump start to diving into the next book and uh, the next few books so very cool 
Very, very cool, man. Um, I, you know, we've been sort of hunting and pecking here, but I think there's so few stories here. I think we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So nine stories. Um, yeah. I think we should go through them um, in chronological order. Yeah. They were released to us and kind of go through this thing in chronological chronological order. Um, one thing. Oh, um, fine. Yeah. Yeah, more, that no. sounds okay. Or, I guess. No, no, no. That's the best way. But I <laughs> want to talk about something in particular. But we'll get there when we get to like the 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 eighth story, the seventh story. I mean, right. we, yeah, you can we, go we greatest hits. No, no. I I think and I think you're doing. I, I'm being a baby. I think what you are proposing makes the absolute yeah, most sense. I, in this I know what you want, Adam. I know we'll get there, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> we about all it. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's rad. Also a little point of order here at the, uh, bar since it's just us and, um, and the bartenders and apparently no music playing and whatever. Um, but we've got the we greeny ever, green. Sh- yeah. <laughs> should we introduce ourselves? I feel like, you know, we assume everyone knows who we are, but I've, I've noticed in professional things, people say who they, they are. And I guess, unless they're, they're superstars, like I'm Ben. And then Adam would say, I'm Adam. No, things I'm, that I, I'm uh, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no? we, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, if you guys that, want to, that's, that's great. I don't know, just something to <laughs> something to stick in your, you yeah. know, cap and uh, think about yeah. later. No, that's that is true. Now that you say that, all of the other podcasts I listen to that are at least somewhat professional does that. Yeah, I mean, the dollop. I'm a big fan of those guys. And every Brent, time, Adam and Ben is an iconic at this point, right? <laughs> I well, yeah, but like, who's who? You know, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're a you know chronic leader of the show, or if you work with two of us like Jason does, um, you know you've got a pretty good handle on it. But um, you know, I don't know for new listeners, it's just like who are these clowns? And we just start talking about Star Wars. Um, I don't know. It was an idea. You have a good point. You have no, a strong I think, I think that point. Makes sense. Um, okay, we should find some fun bar way to do this. But I, I don't know. Maybe we could go around the horn. Um, we'll do Grant, Adam, Ben. Say uh, what your name I is and what you're drinking tonight. I am oh, right. Grant, uh, drinking some Carillion Ale. Um, massive Star Wars fan. Has have been a Star Wars fan my entire life. Um, uh, I enjoy the High Republic more than you know most of the Star Wars stories we've gotten of recent. So I'm just super excited to get into that. Um, work in TV and film. No, um, uh, you know, have a degree in screenwriting. I love love filmmaking as a as a whole. I, I come at this from a sort of filmmaking angle. Whenever we talk about stories and we talk about comics and novels and things like that. So I think I I love talking about sort of the cinema and, and talking about the saga films and talking about, you know, uh the new Disney Plus shows and sort of some of the uh the new techniques and sort of uh yeah, the volume, stagecraft, all that sort of stuff. I love just cinematography, and that's that's sort of what I hone in on when we talk about Star Wars. So that's I and and I try to do that here with High Republic too. I try to really talk about the ambience and the sort of world building and what what they're doing with the the visuals and sort of like that. That's what I get excited about. So that's that's where I come from. Um, director, technical director, producer, writer. Um, yeah. So uh, cool. I was thinking more just like name to the voice, um, but I love the little bio okay. there. Okay, that's oh, great. Yeah. Let's... I was trying to do like a little Twitter bio there. Hi. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Um, let's do that, Adam. Uh, also, I think you mean X bio. Uh, so I'm Adam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Adam. I'm drinking. Are we doing in universe? Like if we're doing in universe, I would call this a coruscant. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It would be a coruscant. <laughs> double sure. coruscant. Uh, for those who don't know, a double Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great retitling. 
Um, a little bit about you, Adam. I kind of like. Oh, this. we're gonna, I, Yeah, sure. All right. I have uh, zero connection to the film uh, world whatsoever, other than a, a longtime uh, viewer of movies and pop culture. Uh, I am professionally a professor of sociology and criminal justice, uh, so. Uh, not relevant, though. Ever so often, I will find a way to shove it into the conversation we're having. <laughs> it's it's oddly prescient a lot of times. Like it really helped. Yeah. You know, there's so much crime involved in these books. It's nice to get your there angle. There. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of a lot of like you know social issues and and talking about how people interact and function. So yeah, so uh, yeah, that's that's who I am, and I just uh, love talking about all of it. Uh, we've talked off air. I really tend to fall into the creative realist side of things, yes. meaning like. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll just be like, that's creative. However, I think in reality, this is what's going to happen, which is fun. (laughs) All right. That's enough about me. Ben, you take it. Nice. My name's Ben. Um, I actually think I'm the one that makes these dumb videos on our um, Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok and Instagram and all that. Um, He means awesome. Yeah. Um, They're amazing. And like, this is the team here. We have really no other people behind the scenes. It's, It's really Ben and then... Uh, I guess I uh, I'll write the show notes. Adam will write the show notes, and that's about it. <laughs> really, and Adam posts. Thank you. It's like, Thank you, Grant. I post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Posting is posting, though. You know, that's no that's man. It, which means if you ever uh, if something's ever late or you can't find it, you can you can yell well, at me. It's, there's three links in the chain there. <laughs> yeah. Now now we know where the email. Go. <laughs> yeah. Mail Bagano section is going to be overwhelming uh, next time we get miss into Mail Bagano. Um, <laughs> Literally the best segment title anyways ben no I no, no, no it's fine um i forgot where i was nope. uh i'm ben um i am i have a bartending background uh i did that for a minute when i went back to school and so i like cocktails i like craft cocktails i like i celebrate an alcohol for every different season um totally not an alcoholic because i'm not a quitter this is um i actually think i named this one um at one point but it, it's a it's Ooh. a white negroni um it is mezcal, uh, Lillet, and a vermouth called Bitter Bianco in equal parts. And um, okay. it is lovely. It is lovely. Um, but I am an audio engineer uh, full-time by trade. Um, that means recording audio for film um, and uh, podcasts. And Grant and I work together at a um, Large business school in America. Prestigious, prestigious business school. Place. Large, yeah. prestigious East Coast. <laughs> Ivy League <laughs> school in the Boston area. Um, it, you might you might know where the cars park if you want to practice a really bad Boston <laughs> accent. Never yeah. mind, moving on. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's one of my clients, but I'm um, actually Grant and I are both freelance um, in the industry. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's what I do. Um, I'm also a musician. I have my own project under River Ghost. Just released an album under the name Feed Us. So good, great follow. That absolute out. Yeah. Awesome. Follow. Definitely. And I'm in a um, I'm a bass player, and I'm uh, a in a shoegaze. Dude, band. I'm getting 20 new friend requests right now during these introductions. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it's a. It's, it's so am I, which is weird because I'm not on social media. Um, we haven't even finished. Yeah. We haven't. Anyways, right, that's sort of it. And uh, I'm the one that has uh, is mucking my way through trying to stream this thing. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and sort of program the show. And I do like sound design for our stuff and our, yeah. our podcast. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Which I guess is actually also worth mentioning, because I think sometimes we forget that we have people probably only finding us through audio, um, but we do stream all of our episodes. Yeah. We stream them live. <laughs> um, 
So if you want to see what these three beautiful, Oof. not pale white men, bearded. Oh, no, not bearded. Yeah, not today, yeah. anyway, two of us are. Yeah. Coming yeah. to a phone projector near yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, oh yeah, that actually that's a yeah. good promo. So yeah, if you follow can uh, you can look up Cantina Chronicles on YouTube, and um, if you subscribe, you will get a little push notification when we're doing it. It's sometime between Thursday and Sunday. Um, sorry, there's no regularity there, yeah. but we're all you know hardworking. But almost always at eight thirty. Yeah, almost always. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty consistent with that each week. My child makes sure of that. Who's to yeah, say? Yeah, it'll <laughs> it'll come out Sunday night, but it'll be recorded. Who knows when? Who knows? Um, all right. Uh, also, as a side note, 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 I don't know where that, as a side note, uh, I, a note of the side, a side of the note. Uh, I'm so glad that you did this tonight because, uh, most nights for the past, like five, 10 recordings, I've been having my like classy, uh, whiskey and <laughs> cherry Coke zero. <laughs> so I would have very embarrassed. So now I can actually be like, look, I'm drinking a real drink. I hear that, uh, plays very well in the Western regions. Actually, a lot of them. It's very good, especially if you add some orange yeah, bitters. There yeah. you go. <clears throat> pro tip. No, that sounds amazing. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Sorry for that uh, That side note. Um, now that we're here, did you see this little, um, uh, another quip from Bob Iger about... Oh, I've been reading. No, uh, no. What is the what is the new newest Bond villain have to no, say? Well, so, Grant, maybe you heard something different, but... He said there weren't enough executives on the Marvels. Oh. And makes me think, like... They're like oh. almost the minting of new executives is his plan at this point to basically put as many executives on projects as possible to that sounds awful <laughs> to, to, uh, to, to sort of nurture or, or refresh the creativity of I, I forget that what sounds the verbiage like to keep was people on budget. exactly but it was almost like that, that wanted seems... to fix the creativity of, of oh. Disney and, and Disney studios. Okay, so pay Charles Sewell or Claudia Gray Marvel to hang studios. out on set all day. There you go. That's a big executive. So yeah, we'll we'll have that conversation at the end. I think yeah. we'll be like, are these authors like the yeah. truth, and do they understand Star Wars better than anyone else? Yes. Yeah. The the uh, the quote not, yeah. I read that was pulled from that was he was like, not every story needs to have this like deep meaning and like educational aspect for life, which is a funny thing coming. What? From... That's not that's not a quote. Is I know. I'm quote? paraphrasing, but it, that that's okay, what it yeah. was. He was just like, I don't think like I think he's trying to tamp down the virtue signaling a little bit. Um Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So here's well here, oh, I don't know. I think we can I almost, Yeah, sorry, I did I just put you all in a bad mood? I almost progressive. I almost swore real bad because that that's a jackass uh reacting to a vocal minority on yeah. the internet who the whole uh go woke, go broke, which is BS. Could be. Um is that a thing? Wow. You guys yep. keep, keep telling me about things that yeah, are on the dark web and like the the hate the hateful people of the internet and i'm just like uh, you know i just steer clear it's very i get it luckily more like i get it everybody. i get it filtered <laughs> i get it filtered steer clear i get it filtered through other things that i read so it's not like i'm reading it direct so i yeah, can't get yeah, angry yeah. does that make okay. sense so i'm like I, i'm not reacting to individual comments i just know it's a it's an underbelly of it and it's just one of those things where it's just like no i think i think a lot of other things could explain like i don't know disney plus maybe it's because you decide not to play anything in the theater and decide to then release everything on video and also do a ton of shows and people do not understand what the worth of going to a theater anymore is oh and maybe it's a little bit of superhero fatigue but no it's because there's there's oh i must well real bad again no maybe it's because there's women in swear it. On that's the problem yeah. oh good he's a fucking <laughs> moron <laughs> All right. Well, good. I'm Wait, sorry. Bob Iger is coming next week. <laughs> we can't be talking about this. Whoa. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. Um, no, no, no. It's all good. He'll, he'll just, ever, he's, ever, ever so often. Wait, I'll he's go calling. Off. One second. He's calling. Right. 
B B dog. Uh, yeah, he's. I have bad news, guys. Not coming. Yeah, not coming. <laughs> oh no, he was our guest. He was that our... was it. Yeah, first guest. He was our guest after the break. <laughs> oh no, yeah. All, I uh, all right, sorry. Like Someone else talk. On stuff, and that worried me because I was. I feel like. I don't know what happened with Andor, but I feel like. You know that to me was whatever whatever formula they were working with there. That was just yeah. felt so tour. I loved yeah. it. No, things have been good. I mean, I, I thought about Boba Fett a little bit, and I was like, right? <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> one. That was like, um, I remember yeah. just like playing with action yeah. figures in his backyard. Or like, you want to make a Boba Fett? And he was like, yeah, you know, I do. And then it's just yeah. like, I don't. I really don't. How do you like local politics? Um, yeah. No, listen. The I other thing Boba that he. Said recently, which is someone on board for, is you know it's 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 more it's going to be going forward. It's about quality, not quantity. Yeah. We'll see. Which is which is I I'm okay with that. I'm okay with less Marvel movies a year. I'm okay with that's, that's it. just Marvel. I'm not okay yeah. with less Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, and I love Marvel, but maybe a little bit yeah. less. Maybe make me want. I it. think what's <laughs> going to happen is we're gonna there's going to be a lull anyways because of the strikes that happened. Um, and yeah. then you know what happens after that may be sort of how it goes um star wars is you know that lull might not happen for star wars for another six months eight months something like that because they do have a bunch of shows in the hopper um but it's already kind of happening right because because the word on the street is that skeleton crew is supposed to debut january no, that's and bad. then and then the and then the strikes happened and you're like oh no they pulled that right from like the pre-schedule schedule so, like, the new word is that, like, Andor season two is late 2024. Like, we're probably looking at this time next year. Mm. Um, so you're probably going to get Skeleton Crew summer. summer. Yeah. And so, Bad Batch 3. I mean, part of me is like Bad Batch 3 at some point during this year. I think, again, late 2024 is what they're saying. But part of me is like, again, I always want more Star Wars. But at the same time, man, when Star Wars comes back to the big screen, that might be exactly what they need, right? Like people are going to be maybe missing Star Wars from the big screen yeah. mm. when it's 2025, 2026, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Ray movie could be huge. Like if you just continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I think we made the point last week. Like what if they just, instead of George making the prequels, he sort of continued the story, but maybe earlier, like late eighties, you know, just continue with Luke basically. Like it, it's almost like I would love to con just continue yeah. with Ray. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I, yeah, we'll get into it. And it's like, not everything needs to quote unquote rhyme. You know, it's like, let's, let's, right. let's cover <laughs> a little bit of new territory. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's take yeah, we, yeah, let's try, let's try a new ethos and a new design, yeah. you know, process. I think that would be let's, fun. I'm excited to hang out with a Jedi at the peak of their powers for a change. Um, you know, let's, let's go hang out with the most wizard Jedi of all time in the High Republic. All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. it. Let's yes. Shall we? Yes, we, we go. go. Yeah. Do it. Um, all right. So we're starting right <laughs> off with uh, Queen's Bloom, uh, Zoraida Cordova. I guess we're going to have to pump the brakes on the Jedi for a second because um, this is an Axel Greylark story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is like his university days and his basically getting betrayed by like his college girlfriend yeah, it's like a it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of a fun story i was like this is great arena university uh kind of new new university to add to the list like barleth and the other ones that we've read about in comics and yeah uh, it's very cool i mean yeah axel is a galactic nepo baby um but this is his sort of origin story 
Um, and I feel like he got done so dirty, like in phase two. No, phase yep. one, phase two. two. Phase two flashback. Phase right? two. Phase two yeah. is a prequel. He's like a villain. Yeah. Basically. He's the villain. He wasn't, like he's duped no, he by, wasn't the, in, uh, right, by the mother. Right, phase two. Right. And, um, yeah. you know, so he is the son of uh, Lena. No. Um, Keon Greylark. Greylark, then... right. One of the two. Lexor. One of the two chancellors. They had a double yeah. chancellorship yeah. there. Um, and, yeah, and he gets into all sorts of adventures. He's a scoundrel Nepo baby. And um, I hope that's not a pejorative that's going to offend anyone. I just think it's a funny term. That's in no, I mean, multiple maybe, maybe someone who's a Nepo the baby. Public. There's like the Santeca babies. Yeah, there's grass. like the Raph baby. Yeah. yeah. There's lots, lots of Nepo, of Nepo babies. babies. Um, yeah. It's Robert Barron, Nepo baby. I mean, it's fantastic. let's be fair. Luke is a Nepo baby. I mean, yeah, if we're going to really start pointing fingers, <laughs> I mean, so is Leia. Right. Raise a Nepo. Yeah. Like just being protected from being like a, a hunted down and murdered in in a way, but that's mm. yeah, I guess. I, yeah, yeah, no. But it's. I think they just um, wanted to protection, <laughs> like just I don't know, honest protection. I feel like that's all right. Absolutely. <laughs> They're like your dad turned out not great guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, yeah. I was excited to see kind of a happy story with Axel. I think that was kind of the point of this to just be like, you know what. There were good days for Axel Greylark too, even though he was kind of yeah. a mopey, um, you know, drunk gambler. Um, these were sort of the yeah. stories that uh, pulled them together. Agreed. I I like Axel Greylark as a character. I think it's a good yeah. dynamic character. I mean, again, you know, not someone you're rooting for, but like I found very charming in Phase Two, and I was. I remember because the end of it, he does have not a huge redemption, but as much as like, yes, I will go to yeah. prison. And accept my fate. Like I've done bad and I deserve to be punished, which is like, hey, if we could get that from like anyone and any level of power in this country, that yeah. would be awesome. Right. <laughs> right. Accepting responsibility you know, for their actions. Uh, right. So so that has me rooting for him. And I was I, I, I think it happened on air where I was just like, oh, wait, there's only two books in this in this phase. Yeah. Remember that? Like because the phase one was a trilogy. And I was just like, oh, no, that was the <laughs> end. Because I, I thought that was like. I thought there would be another thing that explores his further redemption. You're like, no, like he goes and we don't know what happens right. to him. And post didn't, didn't he get that? Yeah, he got broken yeah. out of prison at the beginning of that second book. So he's, yeah, men's due to do some time. Yep. Um, but yeah. loved the planet design. I love the sort of collegiate mm -hmm. backdrop. And it's like this fun galactic college town. Um, and the pair with a blossom yeah. festival. Yeah. That everyone yeah. goes to like, yeah great. just really really fun and exciting um things and then his uh his first this is his first interaction with the mother aka Lida lisa lily what's her name lily romero no, um the mother <laughs> oh alicia alicia, alicia thank you. yeah alicia yeah. yeah yeah um yeah 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 right and they they that's a kind of altercation that's that was fun that was cool to see that first meeting yeah. um cosmos we kind of i don't want to skip over cosmos he's like the dude bro college nemesis yeah. <laughs> rival character yeah uh, like um, we're enemies but we're yeah. really friends yeah like friends. Uh, yeah. your friend group but just not really your friend and kind of uh i guess has the hots for his girlfriend and like that's you, you kind of feel that throughout with axel too and it's like it just felt like really fun sort of angsty I mean, young tension and then it felt like the speeder stuff just was awesome it felt like american graffiti at times like i don't know like i thought this was just a great story all around 
Yeah, it also felt more like a what a what a if you were actually what a what a real love triangle would imply is is because there also was some sexual tension going on oh, between yeah. Axel and Cosmo. Right. Yeah, that too. Yeah, there was also a little bit of like undertones there. I'm like, real connection. What's gonna happen next? <laughs> what's gonna happen between these two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right on, man. Well, like they don't really hate each other. Like they're kind of no actually like each yeah. other. Yeah. It's... They do at the end. I there are moments in this and maybe it's because I just listened to a podcast about it, but I was just like there were moments where I was just like, are they is this just going to be like Ferris Bueller's Day Off in space? <laughs> yeah, kind of was because <laughs> they were like the like because I Axel very much reminds me of Ferris. Like he's very much a Ferris character in terms of yeah. faking this sickness was to get a day off. off. This was he faked to, that he yeah. faked his getting the, the pox. He's. He pretends to be someone fancy that, you know, the sausage king of Chicago would be the whatever the sausage king of yeah. Chicago is the equivalent in Star Wars universe. Like I, or Galaxy, I was really reading this going, trying too hard to make the connections. And they fall apart pretty quickly when you add the, uh, a heist element on top of it. But there are, there are they things like going on. their way into a fancy yeah. party and then the, you know, hilarity ensues. Yeah. I, I get that. That's there. It's Man. such a fun story. Yeah. Um, the Queen's Bloom. Yeah. Great Good one. story. Cordova. Cordova. All right, and then uh, we have a closed fist has no claws. Oh, this Tessa is Gratton. this is might be up in my one and two spot. Ooh. Like it's it's so good. Like just ever yeah. any lore. Yeah, I always works for me. Like I, they're like any other species in the galaxy. They're an expression of the force, like in some way, and they just happen to be just like ultra violent and like masochistic and like tinged evil and dark side. And I just, I just love the storytelling whenever it comes to ever any characters. And, and, and this story alone, just Tessa Groton also is like incredible. Like just the right. Yeah. That was very, very good. And, and the way the story is told, which is basically like narration to her unborn child yeah. or un, <laughs> un anything child, right? Yeah. Like not oh, even that who she was conceived at this point. She was talking to Marcian Rowe. Uh... I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was Madra Rowe talking to her unborn progeny. But I thought that would he was two generations so below Martian. So it might be whoever Martian's. Yeah. I so it, it is I, I think it's still him, her talking to who she envisions her offspring okay. to be. So it's this weird thing where I feel like she is, without knowing it, talking to even if it's not Martian. Martian Asgar is a pretty fabled character too, right? Yeah, yeah, because Asgar is yeah, you're right, right. It's Asgar. But I I feel like she's talking to Martian without knowing she's talking to Martian. She's talking yeah. to whoever like whoever's in her line after her. And so do we want to set up Marta Rowe for the listeners? Like I feel like yeah, probably yeah. yeah. I mean, Marta Rowe is basically uh, she was part of the path of the open hand underneath. The mother character Alicia, um, and uh, Alicia was destroyed by the Levelers. These creatures that they've been they've captured to basically fight the Jedi. They, these creatures are like these all powerful sort of like uh, life forms that eat the Force. And um, yeah. now Marta Rowe has has taken control of the path, and uh, she's on this giant ship that actually is acquired by her grandson in the the, the previous phases. Um, uh, and and I feel like it, she's just one of the most interesting characters we've had thus far in the higher public being like she's a cool species called Neverenny from Everon. They're like their planet was just 
plagued with storms and like all they see is like storm imagery and their life is a struggle and they've been sort of like fighting to survive tooth and nail i think she says at one point in this book and um mm-hmm. they're just a really cool new sort of um culture that's entered um the canon and um i don't know i just thought Mar- I, Marta Rowe is just a really interesting character um yeah so just setting up that character she's now just sort of like the big bat she would i, I don't know wherever whatever point in the story she exists she's the she's basically the big bad because yeah. it's the Roe family dynasty yeah, so, that is sort of the bad guys of the hierarchy. i've got the lineage here so she gives sure. birth to shala Roe, s-h-a-l-l-a Roe, okay. mm-hmm. and who gives birth yep. to asgar who gives birth to martian to martian so it's like yeah her martian's great grandmother yeah, um right grandma, yeah, yeah. grandmother is is what's going on there so um yeah. that's the thing it's so cool like process stuff too where it's like you have illyria and rocks like her crew on the gaze electric like taking care of her you know rocks is like the cook and then like illyria is like the navigate you know the navigator um it's 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 cool it's a really fun process book and then she what's cool is she meets like other everenny and i just love that one of the, mm-hmm. the first ones she meets is just called old uncle yeah. old uncle and yeah. it's so cool like because she meets other everennies later and she's like let me, she reflects upon the words of old uncle. And it's just sort of this, um, it just, it, it feels like this, this unattached, you know, broad sense of, of uncle or a familial person, but that's just his name. And I just, I don't know. I just really like that sort of cultural yeah. uh, speech and, and their language and how it's designed. And they br- they so brought cool. in like linguistics of like the whole, like yeah. you got into the ever any linguistics and they're like naming culture and every name means something and she's yeah. learning about the Everenny and we're learning about the Everenny. Um, that was, I thought that was real. I mean, that's just fantastic writing, I think. And that that's my favorite stuff in star Wars. Like just pick a little point, pick your newer star. It's like the Everenny and then just like dive at it and like, just start building layers mm-hmm. of humanity. on Expand it. Yeah. it. And um, I thought it just fleshed out that species. Great. And I, I really liked um, how subtle, uh, Tessa Gratton was on um, cueing us into the early, early, early thoughts of what the Nihil would be. She's like, I don't believe in anything. Mm, yeah. You know, they've got this, they're like, what is that thing behind you? And it's like, I'm in the eye and it's like, it's a storm or is it a, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's Storms. like yep. the basis yep. of all their, you know, of the, the Nihil culture is like. It's so funny because like, I saw a lot of correlations with the Jedi Order and sort of like she walks into a room at some point and there's just a bunch of, of just, it's a super diverse group of people from all over the galaxy who have just devoted themselves to this cause. And I just, it just feels like a room full of younglings who have just joined the temple or something like that. It just yeah. feels like a sort of another organization that's very similar to the Jedi, but instead of a, being a Jedi order and being, you know, comprised of an institution that's, that's orderly, it's like, this is chaos. This is, these people have gathered in, in, in you know, in, in i don't know sort of like these this sort of chaotic state and that's why they're together and it's they're struggling in the outer rim they're people the disenfranchised sort of people in the outer rim that's what i always think star wars is trying to do is show just like people in the outer rim are struggling it's whenever people say they're going to the outer rim people are like oh that sounds dangerous that's rough yeah, like yeah. they even say that yep. in these yeah. stories at one point it's just like that's just the connotation of the outer rim it's just a grimy bad place to go and it, it's fascinating because like you think they're there's, you know, paradisical worlds out there and sort of like flourishing economies, but there are, I mean, there's the corporate sector and things like that that are out there, but it's like, 
it's it's interesting that it's like that's just that's just what I feel like the the this early state of the Nile are, but they don't really title like she. I think she's even asked about yeah. it, and she kind of is like, nope, yeah. you don't get to see like and it's, and, <laughs> yep. yeah, and even the like the yeah. like um, mechanics of how they like structure their hierarchy with like the storm runners or something. I forget what the name are now. Um, right. Tempest, Tempest runners, runners, like the the yeah, high like sure. lieutenants, like she already has like one lieutenant, and they have her people. She's like, you need to take care of your people because I'm not taking care of them. And it's like it's just yeah. right there, and I'm like, are they going to say it? Are they going to say it? And then they they yeah, don't. like yeah. we're the we're the Nile, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is which is good because I also feel like they are a generation or two away from even yeah. getting there, right? Like we don't know because we know like Ag- Agar or whatever was. Asgard was definitely well, it's a little too much like Asgard was definitely uh part of like was like the Nihil, but we don't know if he do we know if he inherited it from his father or uh, it's, to this it sounds like Asgard was the first eye of the storm eye of the the, the Nihil. Right. Um right. so I you think know? it's got yeah. another generation. And I don't know where Shala came from, but she has a whole wiki page. So maybe we haven't seen Eye of Darkness yet. And I yeah, mean, and the, the thing, yeah. one of the things I'm looking forward to in phase three of um, this is to sort of see what like Martian Rose real axe to grind is with, I mean, he's like, he hates the Jedi yes. and he also hates the structure of the Republic. And I want to know, is this something like his grand great grandmother passed down through the generations and they're like, you know, F the Jedi, like, um, you know, they're misusing the force or whatever. Like, I, I don't know, obviously the, the leveler got passed down through generations, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, I'm, I'm curious. To, there's still a lot of mysteries to unpack here as far as like where they are at this yep. point to where they will be in phase three. Yeah. Um, levelers. levelers. Yeah. I've just, okay. Okay. We're, I, yeah. I can't wait to have a conversation at the end of this about levelers. Um, all right. Um, the next one, another butte, uh, shield of the Jedi by George Mann. Um, this is just such a joy to read. Um, yep this is one of those stories there's another one coming up later that i categorize as like oh yeah that's what it means to be a jedi yeah. <laughs> right where it's right. Just like it's not jedi on their back foot like like being attacked by the nihil or reacting to the nihil it's it's jedi doing jedi stuff which always i love when we get some of that and like, saving what the jedi are supposed to be creatures yeah. right um sentient life uh or yeah yeah intelligent out life, there like, helping helping a community solve yeah. a problem so, yeah I, adam i want to speak to what you just said um so first of all this is salandra show is the the jedi with the shield um is the easiest way to explain her and her padawan is rupert and this story is about about um her jedi trials which is fantastic um yeah but i yeah. i wrote this actually later on for I think um, at a, on a different story, but I realized this about. I'm guessing we're thinking we're thinking yeah. the same one probably. We'll but get I, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I realized this about myself and why I'm a, such a hardcore Star Wars fan and spend hours mm-hmm. and hours reading Star Wars, mm-hmm. cramming Star Wars books every week so we can talk about them. Um, I, I think I'm a fan for the philosophy, and like I'm just yeah. here to <laughs> yes. know what a Jedi is. <laughs> like I just want to know okay. what is yeah. a Jedi. And what is the force? And I hope I never know. You know what I mean? Yeah, never give me the answer, yeah. but keep giving me well, discussions that's why on it. Seven eight, ruminations such a fantastic on it. character. The droid is just speaking in aphorisms oh. about the force <laughs> yeah. entire time. And so basically, 
everything it says like it, it's so there's so much double meaning and it just contradicts like it it's it, it, it really is at the at the center point of sort of like uh uh you know intellectual yeah. discourse but like what is the force it's, it, it's always going to be yeah. something that's constantly iterated on and commented on i think sewell nails it yeah, in his that was the one. sort of story where he basically is like you know oh, what yeah, everyone yeah. interprets yeah. it differently oh, period all jedi walk their own <laughs> path yeah and if you read yeah, the early books, but it's, it's like they do such a good job of showing the origins of each Jedi is like so different and you, you feel like they just interpret it so differently. And it's, I don't know. It's, there's so much power to that stuff. I mean, and I'm not saying anything that's that's like groundbreaking, but it's modern myth telling, right? Literally, it's modern myth telling because it is like this. This we, we tell it. We see it from Rupert's perspective, right? A Padawan going through the trials. But at the end of the day, their their trial is to go help yeah. a village. Right. Which means, you know, solving a mystery. But it's like it's like. It's 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 moralistic storytelling, and I don't mean that in terms of like morals, in terms of right and wrong, though, that's what morals are. But it, it's a story of, of of morals, right? Like it's 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 a moral tale of just like which you would get in any number of religious texts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is like, what do we what do we as readers yeah. take away from this? Mm-hmm. That maybe maybe the thing that we think we understand we don't understand, and we need yeah. to see and look at it and see what it does and try to and try to solve that, you know. And and I love those stories. And again, it's it, to me, it's like yes, this is what Jedi's do, and this is why I want to live by the code of the Jedi. I think like Ruper might is like up there with Vernestra Rowe for yeah. like my favorite character mm-hmm. in here, um, because she's so pure. Yeah, and um, yeah, and like just really fantastic. Um, I love her thing and I love it. It's just like, she didn't make any dumb mistakes. She's just trusted in herself. She thought about her teachings. Yeah. She, you know, uh, and like, ultimately it was like going off to slay the dragon trial, but like it turned out, no, it like yep. it's a go off and sustain the ecosystem in a more efficient way trial, <laughs> which really resonates with me. Wait, so this, yeah. the, so this dragon is called a Salamaca yeah. and it eats. Hey, Salamaca. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, I know, it, right? No, it, it, like, oh, it, 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 it cords junk. It no, it cords junk. It's like it's basically your, uh, it's your crab from uh, uh, Moana, or, right? Or, or so uh, it hoards the junk in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. but it also keeps the spiders at the giant spider yeah, the creatures, gant yeah. spiders, or whatever the gant yeah. spiders or whatever at bay, yeah, right? which is yeah. a problem I think in later stories because apparently the Salamaca died off or this one moved or something happened. But um, yeah, yeah. But isn't that like, isn't that such a Jedi thing in terms of her trial is not, oh, you have to go kill this giant monster. No, this is like you have to solve yeah. this problem. I just thought it was this like ecological issue. It was it also yeah. just felt fitting that characters draw a blaster and you use the shield to block blaster bolts. Yep. It's like, yeah, you, the shield has to be used to shield someone from something at some point. Yes. And I thought it was just genius. Um, yeah. Uh, when um, Georgia man just decided hey you know what it's not the salamaca that she has to fight it's these uh, it's these uh townspeople that have basically showed up at the cave entrance and they're like gonna try to kill it themselves because they're angry it's been raiding the town over and yeah. over again and it, it, it's so much fun that she stops them and then i think she like smashes it on the, the nose with the shield and it and then she it, does it's it sort of uh and then she uses like beast mastery yeah. you know tier three yeah. uh, to tame it <laughs> yeah critical 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 role yeah but it's it's i i but i love that too in terms of like the i i love the the thought process philosophy like i don't like a lightsaber i like a shield and and when rupert kind of inherits it she's like yeah it's totally shield but you know it also can be an offensive weapon 
if used correctly, yeah. right? Like, dude, how yeah. awesome is it to end your Jedi trials and get an exotic yes. weapon from the chest? Right. Like, that is. Yes. <laughs> Well, I've like, got the quote as far as who the previous you know, owners are. Do you want it? Oh, do it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. she'd recited stories yeah. to Ruper of the shield's previous owners, legendary Jedi says, such as Bran Athmarath, who'd fought against the terrible Sith Lord Darth Kaldoth and Karak yes. Hitak. <laughs> Isn't that from another novel of short stories, though? Like the other George Mann one? I, I wonder. Uh, Darth Kaldoth is in Did Ring George? of Bells or Karak Hitak. <laughs> yeah, Keldoff. I haven't heard that one yet. It's yeah, great. But it's great. It's, but I'm like, that stuff Mann... gives me pins and needles. I'm like, what? Tell me more. Yeah, it's new, new Sith Lord. Yeah, Love give it. me a rendering uh, of that person. Yeah, did George Mann do those um, myth and legends books? Yes, or am I making that correct. up? Yes, the myth. Okay. okay. So I, I wonder, and I'm attached to my headphones, so I'm not going to wheel back and look. <laughs> I'm trying to like let Wikipedia open it, but I'm wondering is if you look at the one of those at Darth Kaldar, yeah, that, that I, story I, is not it told. Sounds slightly familiar, but I and I know he's invented Sith and Jedi of ancient past already, and so I'm just like, yeah, I wonder how, so, how many Jedi and Sith the Lucas. So Darth Kaldoff is is mentioned only in the story, which means he previously exists. There's actually a picture oh, of. Come him. on, all right, googling. He's a Duros. He's a Duros male Sith. Pause. Pause the podcast. Yeah. So his appearances. <laughs> Shield of the Jedi, which is what we're reading. Dooku Jedi Lost. He is uh, first mentioned in flashback mention only. Gaze of Stone, Myth and Fables. Yeah. So he's in the Myth and That's Fables. Right. So, you, we, George, yeah, so yeah. 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 Wait I love it. I love oh, that. He's, yeah. he's, actually, he's very heroic. Yeah. I was hoping for some sort of... Um, you know, apparatus or some sort of mask or something, but no, he just yeah. no, he just looks like a regular old Duros I mean, in a black robe. Jacked yeah. for a Duros, I yeah. mean, Jack Duros. Yeah, yeah, ripped, swole Duros, swole Duros, Darth Swoldoth, Darth Swoldoros. Oh my goodness! Apparently, there was a he had some he had some dealings and fightings with the Night Sisters on his quest to find powers well, of, of the dark side, as one does. Let's what did you? Uh, is there anything about Darth Karen? I mean, Karak Hitak. I don't know why I see Darth Karen when I see Karak Hitak, but. <laughs> no, like, do we need? I don't Darth know. Karen? Where did that come from? Uh, that was the other name mentioned. Was that in that? Um, oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, it's not weirdly not showing up in the. Yeah, Wikipedia. I think that one might have been a new, a new uh, Lord Lore bomb. But not even like showing up as anything I can click on, which is yeah. funny. Am I going to live edit for a third time in a row? Oh, no, I'm not <laughs> pretty cool that uh, this is kind of a Batu story. Yeah. Like that's yes. yep. pretty neat. Yep. Pika City. And made me think, I was like, Disney could easily just do like a world between worlds threshold mm. and like, let you go to a, like the higher public version of Batu if yeah, they wanted to. Like, I, yeah. 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 I actually, you know what? The world between worlds is like the best solution yeah. for how to like not make it so stuck in continuity you can blend literally you can do different planets that way I mean, too in different timelines yeah right like because you know ben you walk through that giant like archway yeah, yeah, like that cave yeah. to go through they just need to redo it so it looks like the world between worlds and you walk through the world between worlds and you're like yeah you're in like fantasy that Star Wars yeah, land. yeah maybe that's yeah. where it's headed call us bob if you still want to come on the show we have some. bob yeah. is he don't we have lots of time don't, don't listen to the first five minutes <laughs> yeah, or so. i'm sure he's still listening because he's so enthralled yeah, it's fine. Research. Yeah. Um you were execs, more podcasts. Yo, I, I'm I'm sensing a, a trend here. Um 
uh, it, that that My was started friends. by you, Adam, Maybe. as far as like what is a Jedi? Oh, like, no, I really like what it. is a Jedi, yeah. right? Yeah. So he, this is uh, mm-hmm. with the quote from sort of the end of this story. That was surely the lesson that everyone, everything deserved to be protected, that it was wrong to leap to conclusions, to assume a position until you had all the facts. That's a Jedi's role. Uh, oh, that a Jedi's role was to enter any and all situations with an open mind and seek the truth before acting. So here's yet another, yeah, you know, yeah, or like a scrap of yeah. information that that lends to the yeah. answer of what yeah. is a Jedi. But hey, that goes against what Bob Iger wants or thinks we need to be doing in storytelling. So hey, you know what? Sh- Maybe we should just I like burn Kathleen this book Kennedy in that fight. or put it on a band. I like list. Kathleen in that fight. Yeah, I think um she'll be like, no, you're not ruining this IP. Uh, maybe it should be a banned book list because it, it's it's too political. <laughs> maybe uh, I pulled anyway. this out of context. Who knows? There's a lot of bad stuff on the internet. Let's just forget I said anything and ruined the podcast. Sure, this the is the guy who was like, who you know is a real good dude. I don't know anything strike. about Mister Iger. Wishing for he's a, he's a Bond villain at this point with the way with the BS he pulled during the strikes. Anyway, I oh, no longer right? like him. <laughs> uh, the the lonely traveler is home by Daniel Jose Alder. Yeah, yep. we got like a gift of a magi, gift of the magi type story, in uh, in this one. We got another one. We got another like moral, not moral tale, but like another like kind of like you know. Well, they're all more moral okay. tales, right? Yeah, but just like you know, I, this was very uh, touching. It was a touching story. Um, yeah, this is an interesting story because I have I have thoughts about Zine, um, just the character. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, Zine Morala? Morala? Yeah. Is that her name? She's a Mickey. I yeah. think she yep. is the force itself, basically. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you think about this character, uh, this character is essentially like a, a, a uber force sensitive, like really, really powerful force user. Basically, like, uh, you know, like I, I would say like uh, untrained yet very, very powerful force user. And I guess did, she does not become a Jedi, right? Or does she join? She goes to the no. temple just for safeguarding she, after she's just for safeguarding they they pull yeah. an anakin on her she doesn't become a jedi but i just feel like she represents a lot of what storytellers try to go after when they write star wars stories is that the will of the force is really the driving force of the entire of the, of the for- story itself like no matter what the characters are doing they're sort of brought in and out of scenes that are really the will of the force like bringing people together and putting things in motion and um, i feel like she is one of those characters where it's like the whole the whole story tries to subvert this idea that like, or uh, the whole story tries to make you believe, think that it's Ram Jamaron who's trying to cheer her up, but she's sort of like decided he, he needs cheering up. But like, to me, it's just, it's so much happenstance and so much stuff happens in between then and the end of the story where it ends up that feels like a star Wars story. It feels like everything yeah. trying to come together. doesn't come together, but then something sort of, uh comes out of the blue to save to basically you know save the day and that's to me and it's all zine and i'm like this is it to me it feels like a wonderful metaphor of for the force itself with her character and sort of that's just my thoughts about the story i thought it was just really beautiful and dana was just one of the best yeah whoever i I adore all these authors Uh, wow that was great going nuts going nuts on on x and uh (laughs) right now um talking a lot of stuff all right um that's good hopefully shutting down the owner of x and being one of the many trying to house this guy or figure out something really yeah yeah good yeah he's uh yeah he's doing he's doing some political speech on there which is which is good to see um but i was gonna say that 
Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. Like I I really want to see where she. I hope we get more of her story. We're gonna. Um, in in three, I I, I think she is a key character. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, one thing I want to mention too is she's introduced in the Daniel Jose Alder written. Um, was it Tales Star Wars of the Adventures, I think or Star Wars Adventures High Republic Adventures High Republic Adventures Yeah. Which is a really great comic run. It's one of those one that was it was back when it was IDW. Now it's Dark Horse. Same thing, but like it was the kind of the younger reader one, but really only in name 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 only and focus on the age of the character. I've kind of realized also that's the difference between all of these stories is that like young adults feature young adults, adult novels feature adult characters, but really they're all just Star Wars stories. But she was on that planet, um, which I'm like blanking on. Uh, but that planet that she, which she I don't think I put on together on? now, so I was just clicking around where she grew up. But she was living with a religious group called the Elders of the Path. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. So she was she was living with descendants of the Path of the Open Hand before we knew what, what those was. were because yeah. they weren't named what that was because right. that wasn't named until. So isn't that fascinating? Like all the way back, like at the very beginning of Phase One, they'd called their shot a little bit with the idea of the Path of the yeah. Open Hand, and that some of the descendants who didn't become Nihil did become at least distrustful of force users. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just before the fall of Starlight Beacon, uh, this story, right? Um, Yes. They are on, they're in Starlight Beacon. uh, Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah, I I love that. Um, I I think they call the room that they're in the the Mid-Tower Exquisite View Room. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that. Ram did, Jamran. Yeah, Ram Jamran is an, a great hang, yeah. by the way. It just sounds like an a, I, awesome friend and like a good dude all around. I'd hang out in his workshop. Yeah, I, I, I would just be like, yeah, let's yeah. just chill in here. Couple cold ones, build some droids. Let's I, go. I, I like that you like him. I, uh, I, as I, as I used when I was watching, uh, as we just watched Barbie and there was a joke about where's dad, he's doing Duolingo lessons. And I'm like, I feel attacked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carly is like, this is what I wanted you to watch the movie for because I laughed for five minutes straight. The dad is the, like uh, two scenes. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's a bit. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so, so good. The dad is so the way they use the dad is so good. But I was going to joke that I feel every time I read about Ram, especially in the story, I feel attacked because I'm like every time he's talking about like in his head about like, say this, don't say this. What do you think about this? Do you think this person's doing this? I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like seeing myself reflect like in a the feedback page loop. You're like, oh, my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That's super cute. Is this the story where they go and see the the older kids who are the most wizard Jedi yes. in all the galaxy? Belzetifar. Older kids equal yeah. Yeah, Vanestra Rowe, Imri Kantaros, <laughs> and maybe Buri Agagaburi. I forget who the fourth was no, there. I think he's not there. Reed, oh, Reed Silas. Yeah, and Reed, listen, Reed those Reed guys. Silas, yeah, they're all studs. Like guys and girls. Yeah, they're, they're legends. They're fantastic. And and there's that there's that like. Uh, like I can't remember how he butchered it, but because Vernester is there, who's not a Padawan, right? Because yeah. she's a full Jedi at that point, and so he just—I can't remember how he's like—he was gonna go and say, "Hi, uh, Padawans." He's like, "I can't remember." We called them all Vernesterons together. Like, Vernesterons, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Vernestra was like, yeah, um, number Dude, one. I'm a big Vernestero fan. I, I think that character is so rad. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, big Torben Buck fan, by the way. Like, I just wanted to like, buckets cook. of blood. Uh, yeah, d- buckets of blood. Yeah. Uh, oh, but great! You listened to the audio book. I did. It was hilarious because you know they did the. He gets a call, 
over the loudspeaker to buckets of blood. Oh yeah, but they do the they do the loudspeaker buckets of blood here or whatever. Oh no, they do it like an assembly. They they yeah they call him or something. It's just very funny because they do the actual like loudspeaker sound and hear like over the muffled loudspeaker buckets of blood to the what please buckets of blood. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty. It's a good. It's pretty great. That's a good bit. Yeah, I have a very distinct idea in my head about what buckets of blood sounds like. He's just very camp counselory to me. I think because I read somewhere that that's mm-hmm. was the character that uh, Daniel Jose Alder um, pulled him from. I thought oh, he was. Totally. I thought he was uh, modeled after an EMT worker. Or I think he like was both who, things, and uh, hence had blood bags on the ready. Yeah, I kind of figured he was like, what was it, chef from or bar from? You can't do that in television. Oh wow! All right, that's oh, okay. all right. <laughs> okay. That that the, where was that that actor who did both roles? That's the voice I hear whenever oh, I hear. Him talk. I just hear yeah. buckets of blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very metal. Yeah, um, I like it. Um, yeah, right on. So, yeah, okay. So, I guess Shield of the Jedi. Then, sorry, I'm hanging us up on timeline stuff, but I guess because yeah. I thought these were all in order, and I guess they still can be because this is sort of Lonely Traveler is sort of mid phase one, um, and mm-hmm. Shield of the Jedi though I think is would have to happen late phase one because I think we lose sort of track of these two for a while when they go to Batu, and I don't think there's anything written about them. Um, so I think they're, they're probably around so, the same time. Shield of the Jedi, if we're going off of Wikipedia is saying it's three seventy nine BBY. Wow. And these, all these next, basically these next. Oh, so that's phase um, two. That is like it's between phase oh, okay. two. It's budding okay. up again. It's between phase two and phase yeah, phase three, Rupert, or phase yeah. one and phase two, two, one and two, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the lonely this one basically the next four next all of them are right between two thirty one, two twenty nine BBY. Like they're all like right before fall of uh, the fall of Scarlet Scarlet Beaker or Beacon or, or right, right after. after or or yeah. during all right yeah. so here we go after the after Speaking the fall of. by yeah. uh Claudia Gray um yeah this one I feel like tore my lungs out oh no 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 this is so these follow Affy Hollow Leox aka um what's <laughs> Gio yeah what's his name space and our man Gio <laughs> Wait, what is that? Who's the actor that yeah. Leox Matthew McConaughey? So McConaughey yeah, in space. McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, McConaughey and space actually, after hearing yeah. an interview with McConaughey on um, Smartless, I realized that McConaughey, the person, is the same as McConaughey, the actor. He's the same. It's the yeah, same pretty, guy. Pretty, He's just like, it's it crazy, just, man. It can just be dialed up. It can oh, just be dialed yeah. up. Yeah. But we're is. like, we're all one, man. And yeah. now he's doing like a a beat poetry down, album, like a la like, like Bob yeah, Dylan. Like, a, what a wild... Yeah, he's a super he's a super hippie uh, fiscal conservative. <laughs> All right. And um yeah. He'll run for Republican office at some point in the next 10 years, I can guarantee yeah. it. They, they, they were talking about that. But he's like he's yeah, a normal pretty, Republican, not a not a he's not a crazy running one. a very good charity right now to cut through the red teep, yeah, tape. Yeah, getting the funds that are allocated for yep. education to actually get to the schools that need it most. So doing a good thing. Yeah. No, he seems like yeah. a generally yeah, but good it's like dude. he's like such yeah. a like man. It's like crazy and we think we're all just bits of light in the cosmos and like yeah so Mm -hmm. i just kind (laughs) of very much i I don't know what the relationship between claudia gray is with matthew mcconaughey but i hope they meet and i hope it's recorded 
and I hope she has like a fangirl crush on him. <laughs> Gio, come on up oh, here. But yeah, but I mean the the star <laughs> of the show is Geode, as always. Yes, so much like, Geode. Can you? It's, awesome. it's just great. Oh, I'm go sorry, ahead. I'm talking sorry. too much. But like, no, go. G- no, I just Geode. want to say, and then I'll shut up. Like, I if is there some sort of literary award that can be given for the best writing ever? Um, for just like her geode jokes, non-produced, unproduced, her writing. geode jokes like are they slay? Oh, yeah. They slay me. They're yep. Oh, yeah. They just beat like a drum. Well, they're like because like I don't know how to say it's like because so many people have taken cracks at writing geode and and it is always funny when you see geode talked about or written about. But like the I, the thing that Claudia Gray does is like acknowledge that we we're all in on the joke. Like that's the first step of her writing a geo joke is like we all know we yeah. all know what this is, and the joke is not about that. The joke is about that we all know who this. Is. It's like I can't explain. It. It's like two levels removed from the even joke, the characters which makes it even funny. There's not going to really be a difference. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. high comedy, but she always writes him so straight and so earnest. Like there's, yep. I mean, there was a yeah. million right, but I, there was one that was like geode repressed a oh, shudder please, yeah <laughs> like geode repressed yeah. shudder. Yes. And I, like, right? I almost like, swallowed that's... my tongue. I laughed so hard. Like I, yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, but a very serious story about non-Jedi. Um, these are, a, a, you know, they're, they're helping out on Irem, um, after the fall volunteering, you know, dealing with like a, a bunch of bad attitudes on the ground, finally getting back out to space and, and doing their thing again and knowing their whole world's changed and it's totally compelling. Yeah, yeah, and it's a story. This is, I think, the story I realized. Oh boy, am I glad I read this first before going into Phase Three? Because I have to be honest, I completely fa- forgot about this group yeah. of characters. There's a lot. Not like if I if I if I encounter them again, and it's nothing against them at all. Because like once I was reading this, I'm like, oh, that's great. This is such a great like non Jedi because it's so focused on Jedi in 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 the High Republic. It makes sense, but like I forgot about this like kind of gang of non Force users is is yeah. kind of wonderful. Yeah, and there's like, uh, yeah, the pirate stuff is so cool. Like the Afiolo mm-hmm. Dubas Marti, yep. that character, very yep. cool. Um, I really, really like that that relationship. Uh, those two characters. Um, yeah, I I love this story. I like I like that this is a setup, just like you're saying, Adam. Like this is a setup for you see this crew, Afi and Leox and and crew, sort of arrive at, or I guess they're at Starlight Beacon, just in orbit, seeing it crash to like iram then they go down to iram it really sets up the scene of like what happened at the crash which is in yeah. you know, some of the new comics like um follow starlight or, or some of the new new comics that have coming out um they sort of cover that stuff but it's cool to see the actual wreckage and, or read about the wreckage and, and understand get more of a lay of the land of how what happened yeah. and this is kind of a great starter for that and claudia does a great job setting up that traversal mm-hmm. and stuff. the other thing she set up was the um the no fly zone that the nahil uh set up the nahil storm wall across the galaxy the occlusion zone yeah. yeah i think it's called the occlusion. yeah well, it's yeah, also yeah. called the storm wall here which i thought is apropos um because the storm everything um but like so i don't really i mean i'd love to get into the science of this because i don't really understand it but um so I just find it hard to believe that the Nihil were able to cordon off an entire part of the galaxy with some sort of yeah. impenetrable wall. What's that? I think it, I don't know. I think that's something to do with the, uh, the no space, right? Okay, sure. 
that's the, like no, but I, I thought I remember something about like no them doing something with no space. I think like I think with the paths, I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I, I wonder if it was something to do with the path engines as well, like something. I, I think there's answers for this already that are out there. Um, I'm just not recollecting. And I think uh, the next book is definitely going to have a lot on that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes next. I I do love how they're sort of slow playing and setting up phase three. It was such a great teaser for me. I'm I'm like so excited for for what comes next. Um, shall we go to the force provides? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, this is Justina Ireland um, did this one, and if memory serves, um, is this for this is Vernestra Rowe? Um, yeah, eventually. Yep. Right. Yeah. She's on sort of like a, oh, no, no. Yes. No, this is a uh, Vernestra Rowe, right? She's on, um, just like going on a little vision quest by herself to like chill for a minute and then, um, gets accosted in the transport and then, um, gets brought along by this old, uh, Togruta lady, um, on a crazy mission. You guys are yeah. both looking yeah no yeah because i remember she fights off some assassins yeah um goes on a crazy mission with uh tanabe yes they're going to the planet ibi yeah yeah tanabe mm-hmm. yar is the tagruda's um yeah the elder tagruda mm-hmm. and then she fights a lot of people at the end there or I don't know, does she fight them all i think she cuts off someone's hand at one point and then yeah she yep. has to sort of unravel the mystery but um yeah it's sort of funny because Tanabi Yar is sort of a like different version of Princess Leia, like who 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 gave up her claim to the throne and um started fighting corporate greed instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, because she wants to sell the fishes, like the fish that they harvest uh to an off-world, you know, planet that instead of having to give it to the warlords or something, I don't know, or something. Yeah, it was a commercial. Yeah, I, it was a yeah, a, a group that came in and had a monopoly on their planet for yeah. selling their fish, and they were like, you know, they had a monopoly the guild, distribution. The guild, sorry, it was a guild. guild. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so she was trying to um, break up the monopoly, just like you know Bernie Sanders would do. And this was on Miyakos. Is that the planet name? Ibi, I think. Ibi. Okay, okay. Because I, I I remember reading something about. Oh no no no! Ibi is where she goes to chill. Yeah, afterwards. I think Miyakos is where the the Miyakos. You're right. And then yeah, it was started as a Senteca settlement, which was very cool. Like right, yeah. I yeah. love the idea yeah. of like the the Senteca family had been sort of like charting the galactic maps and sort of um you know uh, discovering new worlds and, and sort of claiming them and colonizing them and stuff like that is so interesting to me. I almost I would love to see more like voyages of the Senteca family, like, you know, uh, like a novel or something that sort of explores that. Cause it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's like a Lewis and Clark. It's so cool. Like, I just love that yeah. idea. Yeah. They're a super interesting, yeah. uh, part of star Wars that we don't know a lot about. I mean, we just know, you know, basically what they mentioned in this, but totally more can be done with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I don't remember. I, I have to be honest. I don't remember this one. This one, I know was I read good. it. It was and just like, like a lot of internal Vernestra stuff that I was like, this "Okay, is, this is just deep and fun and cool to see her ignite her lightsaber more than once in a story." Yeah, it was so cool. Um, yeah. yeah, Tanabe was a cool character. Um, I just remember them trying to, you know, her trying to help them and thinking that yeah. the Force had led her there to help them and all this kind of destiny stuff. 
Yeah, Justina did a great job sort of like making you unravel the mystery. It's like you didn't know who to trust. It was like, do you mm. trust an Yard? Do you trust these, you know, who they're trying to kill her, but like is it with good reason or what? And then there's like a double cross, a deep double cross that happens in the middle there um, with yep. her son. And it's, you know, and you get all these stories. And, you know, again, this brings me back to like, what is a Jedi? And um, yeah. yeah, and Vernestra is just very much following the will of the Force, like very Qui Gon Jinn esque. Um, yeah, yeah, doing that sort of thing, and she's trying to find her own path. And she's like, you know what I need is to rest and to recoup right now. And she actually heads off to Ibi, which was just like you know given to her by Tanabiar and oh, saying right. like, like, hey, yeah. here's a place, just like go chill. But maybe that's where we'll pick up with Vernestra in Phase Three. Yeah. yeah. And is is Vernestra? Did she go the way of the path of the Wayfinder, or is that? I don't think so. I think Salandra showed. I, maybe Vernestra did. That would be so badass. Because I thought, yeah, someone, someone did. That. And, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think it was Vernestra. Orla Jereni was a famous Pathfinder Jedi, right? Right. But they tragically did pass. Salandra Show was a Pathfinder, maybe no. No. Yes, it was. was she... No, I think that was it. Slander's show was a pathfinder. She because she went to, she declared herself a path or not a pathfinder, a a wayseeker. Sorry, right? Wayseeker. Wayseeker. Is that what they call them? Go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right, wayseeker. and so she went to Jedha to sort of meditate, but then obviously after Jedha went to Batu and met up because she missed her Padawan and um, continued her trading and right. ended that there. But I think there was Slander's show was the um, was the other wayseeker that we had. Well, we'll Vanestra, know when we get that character encyclopedia soon yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't really know what's up with um, Astra, yeah. but yeah yeah the yeah the high republic character encyclopedia drops so, on december 5th um let me uh let me read this so uh this is from this is from the book this this uh one uh, this is vernestra talking about vernestra uh but in the meantime she was tired and grieving it took too much to hold herself together and to keep fighting and in the end her heart wasn't in it so she decided enough was enough she would follow the will of the force not the order she would follow the path of a way seeker letting the force dictate her moves even if the order had not given it her its blessing so she did go oh wow at this oh, point she chose. okay cool. the path of the way seeker i mean she might come back right. right to the to the but that's yeah i think that's where we left her is this kind of her just on her way seeker journey i don't know what they yeah rum rumspringer i don't i don't know <laughs> right <laughs> jedi rumspringer oh my goodness um yeah pretty cool um yeah that's great i mean i can't think of a more exciting jedi to do that because she's kind yeah of, yeah um very equipped to do that sort of thing um all right and then here we go charles sewell all jedi walk their own path so i mean our prodigal son returns oh Adam. <laughs> i've been, I've been it saying so it since the end of phase one he's not dead they didn't kill him off it's fine who are we <laughs> talking saw, about him i saw concept art for him like Two weeks Very ago, by the way, on the main site on Star Wars. Oh, really? Uh, well, now you know why. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I predict big things for Buryaga Agaberry in yeah. uh, in in Wave Three or Phase Three. The other thing that I would say though, the thing I was surprised about because I was I was I was listening to this and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to end with him actually finding him because they're not going to like do this major thing in a short story in a in an anthology, and they did which I love. This is why it's like every, all of these stories matter, right? Like, like yeah. this is key, but yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So happy. So, so this was like one of the major cliffhangers from 
oh gosh, I don't even know the name of the novel now. Fall, it's Edge of Darkness, Fall of Dark. I don't know. Um, the okay, but the, the fall straight. of Starlight Beacon. Um, the and fall yeah, star, maybe I don't know. Fallen Star. Oh right. my gosh. Um, uh, I should have all yeah. this stuff in front of me. It's just been like six months since we've even talked about this. Yeah. Um, it's rusty. Yeah. Even back then, we were struggling with the right. name. But yeah, Burry Aga Aga Burry was like stuck in a spacecraft trying to hold back Rathars to like save whatever in the maelstrom and just kind of vanished and like couldn't be found. And um, Bell's so Belzetafar survived the fall of Starlight Beacon and and he's been sticking around Iron trying to find him for months, for weeks and then months and then you know and people everyone's gone and it's just sort of him and he's like hasn't found Burry and he's like I, I just need to find a body like uh, yeah. I, I think it's actually kind of the perfect place for this Adam because it's like you can't dedicate a book to finding nope. you know this offshoot no. like you know yep. story to find and you him. don't yeah and you don't want it just a like few sentences like yeah. it deserved yeah. oh, some back. time yeah. yeah so no I, I appreciate that I, I, I did not like like it, it feels so much more meaningful, right, yeah. to have him back in now after what both he and Bell went through. Right. Yeah. And so you get yeah. Charles Sewell gives us this deep meditation on, like, loss and, like, the, you know, inner machinations of Bell Zetafar's mind, thinking about how he left his, he gave up on his master, you know, thinking his master was dead when he was really alive right. and he could have saved his life. And, like, you know, I mean, that's really, really heavy stuff. And then in wrapped you know, that all wraps around these really beautiful Jedi stories of like, and, and we get peak loading great storm. You know, we get the two mm -hmm. stories being told simultaneously um, of like a, you know, a mission that bell was on with his, his former master, you know, loading great storm. And now bell sort of using that knowledge to sort of help him with this problem. And uh, I mean, yeah, it was awesome. It was yeah. great. It was it was nice to see. It, it kind of reminds me of the whole like, wish we had seen more of Anakin and Obi Wan, like, mm -hmm. like you know, Master and Apprentice mm. yeah. on the big screen. Like, why are they great friends? You know, so it was nice to see to get some time with Loden Grace Hart and Bell as like Master and Padawan, where you know it didn't end in tragedy because like that's the that's like the oh isn't that the opening of yeah. the first book is like is 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 Loden Grace are getting taken hostage or getting taken like kidnapped right. yeah. yeah 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 and you feel like that's definitely caused a change in bell because he's just so driven to save he won't lose another jedi basically he's, he's no one left behind at this point and he's there for Barriaga, and he's like i've been studying the debris path of the wreckage like he's been looking at all the data like just to save his friend because he's not going to lose another person after losing his master and you definitely feel that the loading great storm parallel story like the, the flashback oh. is amazing yeah and some of the yeah. lines from loading great storm are some of the coolest lines a jedi can ever say ever which is they're about to like fight a bunch of armed guys and like loading great storms like they can't kill us as they're about to learn I was like, wow, <laughs> a Jedi saying that is just, it feels like the transgressive for a Jedi. It was great. Um, yeah, and just the, the all Jedi walk their own path, you know, the way they interpret the Force is different. Like, that, the sort of stuff that Loden was saying was just like, I, I just really love Loden Greatstorm as a Jedi. He's, he's very Me too. Cool. very swagged out. Um, just, a, just an all-around awesome uh, new creation for this era. Yeah, that was the quote that, I pulled out of this. It might be 
that was what sort of made me think like, oh, this is why I'm here. Like, this is why I do this podcast is just to like pontificate about, mm-hmm. you know, what a Jedi is. But yeah, all Jedi walk their own path. Loden said the way we help people, the way we interpret the force and serve the goals of the light. When all is said and done, counselor, no, we must guide ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, that's bang, it. that's it. That's it. Yeah. You have to be self-sufficient as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You have to keep down that good road and protecting everyone and knowing all of the facts factors of any situation before you act like what we talked about before. Um, I think that all this book just carries so many lessons within it that I think you could distill yeah. and sort of pull out and be like, you know what, this is actually a great sort of uh, adage for what it means to be a Jedi. And I think like there's just so much in here. Uh, loved these stories, but uh, yeah. this one, especially and load in like so cool. Um, and then some new world building on ERAM, like the fishing boats and like the maw, the giant whirlpool, like very yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, but I, I guess Grant, you're kind of getting at something that's I think is important here, which is like we had talked about like way back when this was announced, how excited we are to get like Jedi at their peak, right, or at their prime at least, yeah. and and we got a little bit of that, but because of the way you have to do dramatic storytelling, you need stakes, you need loss, right, you need all these things, and so it felt like we got thrown into Jedi in peril and everything in peril very wonderful storytelling and a very compelling uh story in and of itself but like this novel is really or this collection of stories this anthology is giving us kind of what we wanted all the way in the back which is like what just stories about jedi being jedi right and i'm not saying like like i I want exactly what they're doing i don't do anything different what they're doing with the main plot in 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 the higher public but like can we get like another two of these anthologies (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like i'm like Jedi's as to quote to quote Ben like Jedi's getting W's instead of L's like yeah. you know what I mean like a few stories of that just to remind us like yeah this is why people love the Jedi like they're actually really good and competent yeah. what there's actually a really part it's just still a Sewell story um there was actually a line in here I didn't write it down um but it's something like I think uh either Loden saying this to Bell or Bell saying this to someone where he's like you know it's not it's not the Jedi way to like you know uh, oh God, I guess fly across the galaxy and fight people with your laser swords. But yeah. laser swords are pretty great. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. I felt seen when that line yeah. happened because I was just like, yeah. you know what? It's true. You can't just let it, you can't just leave it They're flat still... in that. Yep. Like, yeah, you don't use your lightsaber to solve things. Obviously, that's, it's very important that you come at it with your head first and your heart and figure out I mean, solutions that you... don't involve violence. But like, but you awesome. wouldn't make your weapon. You wouldn't make your weapon. Some like you would make them that color. Those colors and sound like that. Cool. Like yeah. I don't no. understand that. I never will. Honestly, if I was Bob Iger, I'd be like, why aren't there nine hundred percent more lightsabers in this right? Movie? Like fine, that that I can get behind, Bob. <laughs> yeah, but like no, it's one hundred percent. Like that's the thing. Like you, why would you make your your light? Why would you make your weapon that color? Those colors and sound like that. If you didn't expect people to just swing them around all over the time, yes, like yeah, and there we go, right? Oh, yeah, four. Oh Whoa. my goodness, yeah, incredible. Yeah, like, yeah. like who doesn't want to hear that? I, yeah, I yeah, you see, I have my my lightsaber, oh, like yeah. it's way up there, so it takes it takes something. I can't just like pick it up, but I at least twice a week will walk by and go, like I have to look up and go, oh, I got a lightsaber, and just turn it on. Uh, swing it around for a couple of minutes and then put it back. Like, come on. <laughs> no, I just, I really, well, 
I, I just like that Sewell kind of knows the sort of there's a lot of the narratives going on with Star Wars, a lot of the moral lessons. And he's just like, you know what? But lightsabers are cool. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. I just really. Yeah, don't deny it. They know it. We know it. Absolutely. Let's just, cool. let's just pull let's acknowledge it. There, is your lightsaber all right over there? I, I can't turn it off. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have many other notes here. I mean, um, I'm trying to think. Uh... So you want to jump to the next? Uh... Finds Biriaga. That's my last note. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> the gorge the tunic. <laughs> I, I think Ben's got to go bury his lightsaber. He's, go he's going to go put it. He's just going to go put it in another room. <laughs> this is the least technically uh, okay episode yeah, we've ever okay. had. You know, it's just hilarious. This is wonderful. Interference from Imperial Comms. It's, like, it's just real. Yeah. 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 Ben's going to visit. Who Yang right now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. He's back. Uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, light in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. Just in time. No, why are you tempting fate? Don't turn it on. <laughs> oh, God, it was a close one. I was like, this is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, look how cool this thing looks, though. Oh, my gosh. Sweet. If you, you guys really should watch the video because Ben is holding up a pretty sweet replica. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. got a new um, episode for Obi Wan uh, lightsaber. It's amazing. And it's it kind of so good. I really like how thin, like the. Yeah. The yep. The thin yeah. neck. Like, yeah. Cause the early ones, they couldn't do that because they weren't really using real metal. And, like, yeah, it's kind of gorgeous. It's yeah. like, yeah, right. Freshly polished Obi Wan episode four. Um, but it's lovely. Sorry. How badly do you want to wear that on your no. belt every day? <laughs> I'm just going to wear it to work on Monday morning. I'll see you there. Yeah. Just wear it. Don't say anything. Yeah. Say what, what this? Say, no. Just, just, it's Caribbean. Get on the, just walk around. Yeah, yeah. Get on the subway with it. I know. Clangs around. It's got the D ring on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, just like, yep. Flopping. I love it. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, man. They're just so beautiful. Um, okay. <sighs> I digress. All right. Uh, should we move on to Light in the Darkness by Kevin Sachs? Kevin yes. Scott? Yes. Um, can I say one thing real quick about this? Please. This is how the Ray movie should open. The which movie? Ray. The Ray movie like should Rain, open. Armored Rain Cores? <laughs> no, but oh, honestly, sorry. of just like you this is the thing about this 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 movie made me believe in Jedi again. Like yeah. in terms of like this is the storytelling of just like what did the Jedi mean? Especially if you think about like from less maybe about from this era, but even if you look at Ray's era in terms of just like mm-hmm. the Jedi have been all but extinct for half a century at this point, right? In storytelling about. Sure. And so there's still all these stories telling of just, no, that's an old myth. They're not there. I don't care what stories have been told. And this and this and this just besieged by something and just literally walking in front of the sun is a smiling Jedi. Yeah. Which is Ray. Like it is the best introduction of a, of, a, of a Jedi, and it's just it felt so Jedi to me of just like coming out to rescue, right? Coming to the sure. rescue. That, oh, yeah. like that's how like the Ray movie should start. Yeah, the Ray that's movie a, should start like that. Yeah, is that Cold Open yep. is just like something besieged, someone telling stories of Jedi, everyone disbelieving, and then just Ray showing up, right? Just being there. And these yeah. cool creatures, they're very short and furry. They're like probably Chihuahuas. I don't know. Um, and they're yeah, you know, and they're like scurrying and they're running for their lives and their their planet has been taken over by yep. the huts. And it's like you get to really understand what that means um yeah. fully for the first time. 
and it's yeah. like all is dark and like you just go down this and they're like oh my gosh they're so desperate for food they're starving they're like crops have been burned everything's terrible and then just like at the moment that you know before you know the night is darkest before the dawn and then the jedi actually answer the call and show up and save the yeah. day and it's awesome and and if you're doing this in the ray movie like it does it here beautifully like you just get you get Keeve Trennis gets her hero moment. Yeah. And then they, then the narrator starts noticing the, is it, I don't know. I can never remember the pronunciation of uh, Sarek. Sarek. Yeah. The pale Sarek and, and Tarek. Wait, I'm just like, Tarek. you Sarek, didn't one of them Tarek. die. I don't know. I thought no, one of them almost died. Okay. Saw a nameless got half uh, petrified, but because of their psychic bond was able to come back from it. Okay. But it's like yeah. right. all cybernetic. -y. Um, yeah, I think this is the first time we're introduced to their cybernetics. Yeah, I think they kind of yeah. hinted at it because you see them. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the comics. You see the one who survives is kind of like pretty in bad shape, but alive. So it makes sense that they would yeah. rebuild him. Sure. Um, but like in the movie, you could do this and introduce other Jedi in that way. Yeah. Right. That we're going to get to know. Anyway, just my pitch. Yeah, Let's that's a this. quick. That's pitch. a really quick way to, to get a, another more Jedi in the movie, in the story, just to have Ray already have Jedi operating with her. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, and it Love could be story. again, it could yeah. be sort of like a gang thing too. It could be the huts, you know, in like right. a little bit of symmetry or um I, I mean know, it was pretty epic. Pretty like some of the action set piece stuff in this yeah. was just epic. I was like, whoa, yep. like Rancors, like that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gamorian guards riding yeah, Rancors. Gamorian's riding like armored Rancors. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I love right. this. We saw some of that in the um the comics, which is great with Avar Chris mm -hmm. and they, you know, That's when right. they're fighting back the Dent Dringier. Yeah jedi on a rancor um we got there was an alert um sent around uh for everyone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. um but yeah this is even better with uh Serret and Tarek. um yes. you know so you get twins on rancors and they like so they like you know take over these rancors kick everyone's butt and then like they're like all the rancors are riled up and so they calm them down and then they're like and then their rancors started snuggling <laughs> and I'm the like, Jedi oh, do they bring rank, peace rancor snuggle like I just wanted mm -hmm. to kind of see that um, it's pretty great so yeah hopefully they keep the rancors that would be a good add to their characters but um, yeah yeah Kevin Scott he's a real G um, yeah yeah this was a it's, super fun one it's weird I feel like I have the least to say about this one and it might be my favorite in the entire anthology mm. It yeah. just gave me when I was listening. It just gave me chills. It just gave me that like it gave me cinematic chills. Dude, in keep trying to come in. You're just like, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I got nothing else. It was just great. Read it. Great yeah. adventure. Yeah. yeah, great adventure. I may have less to say about the next one, which I enjoyed. But oh yeah. man, yeah. I love this one. It's a great <laughs> way to end. Awesome, it's a great. It makes ending. you want to live in Coruscant. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love this. Is, this is the, last the Call of Coruscant by Lydia King. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you got Amadeo Arazzo. Hey. Amadeo. I, yeah. Amadeo. He's Every a Jedi. Miro Vox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miro Vox. Uh, amazing. But um, yeah, Amadeo. Uh, yeah, I had his last name. It's like Mazzazzo or he's clearly yeah. an Italian Jedi. Um, I, it kind of feels like a hate crime reading his name. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, sorry, I'm it's, kidding. You mean a race crap? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm, no, I'm not sure. Joking. No, I do love the yeah. character. Yeah, and uh, what was he? He's new, right? He's he's part Both of, of these phase. Are new, I think. 
three, right? Like, I think this is it. Like, this is kind of an introduction to some of the characters we're going to follow in phase three, I felt like. Yes. I, I yeah. think we got some Miro locks. That sounds familiar to me. Master Miro locks. Uh, we did too. That's not yeah. the tiger Jedi, is it? No, he's a, uh, oh, he's, a human, he's a black right? human, a black yeah. skin, dark skinned human. Right. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm thinking about something similar. Uh, yeah. Liban? Uh, Liban? Liban? He was mentioned in, wait, which one's Eye of Darkness? Is Eye of Darkness the new one? Yes, that's the new That's the new one. Yeah, so yeah. that yeah. must be. All right, so, so carrying him Yeah, so no, just, so this is it. So these are kind of like, here are some new, here are some new characters you're going to meet okay. in the next yeah. phase, which, which again, does a good job of like, I every time I was hearing this going, listening to this going, I don't remember these characters, but they sound familiar, which is good, right? In yeah. terms of like, you've clearly created full characters if in their introduction they feel familiar. familiar. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, because like the sort of Trinity they pushed with Elzar Man and Stellan Geos and Avar Chris is a little whitewashed. And then like, in, but like, uh, you know, Miro was like, yeah, like we grew up together. These are my homies. Like we, we did all our things together. And, you know, he was mm -hmm. one of those stars too. And just, you know, was just out like, he seems like such an important Jedi that like he's just in the field all the time. And like, yeah. you know, that, you know, the, his Padawan 17 and he's like, hasn't been back to Coruscant for years. Like since he was a, like, like an initial. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah. That's the fascinating. What I liked about this character is like this, they, like he has just been on a mission after mission after mission in the unknown regions or in the, what they call them? The, I can't remember the, the, basically the, the expansion expansion reason or whatever but like just out there on the on the frontier yeah for like the last decade i don't mm -hmm. know like how long has he been a, a padawan but like that's it yeah. and like his big fear is like not like i love the the fear is just like i don't know if i know how to talk to people my own age <laughs> right yeah, right. yeah. tremendous yeah. fear like that you know they kind of they settle this dispute on this planet where there was like a again corporate greed mining guild thing and i thought that was kind of the story they get called back to coruscant so this is the thing that i was most excited about at the end of phase one it was mm -hmm. like okay because i'm like can we fix this now can we start catching some dubs like yeah. like yes get everyone together everyone who knows anything about a like leveler talk to each other and figure out what you're dealing with and then create yes. a plan. And allegedly this happened, but they like stole it from me because um, Amadeo was out getting drunk and laid all night on Coruscant. And so we didn't <laughs> get his POV and they kind of skipped yeah. over Miro Vox's uh, uh, or sorry, Lox's um, like what actually happened in that meeting. And I am thinking we're going to actually get more detailed stuff of what happens in that meeting in the next book. I'm guessing yeah. because it's important because I just want to see them be like, come on, guys, you're I, smart. I Let's yep. put our heads Figure together, it out. communicate, Figure it out. you know, it's like, okay, communications are down and we couldn't, like, you can't play that card anymore. Like get everyone together, create a plan, figure out what you're dealing with. Yeah. C can I be Frank, please? Sure. Uh, or, or in the more words of Kevin Spacey, uh, may I be Frank? Um, sorry. Um, the, the thing, the thing is if I see one more scene of Jedi walking into oh. a trap with the endless, and not having non-force user backup, right? I'm going to lose my mind. This is the easiest problem to solve in Star Wars history. Hire some freaking bounty hunters to follow you around. Yeah. Oh, Done. how cool would that be? <laughs> Sorry. How cool would that be? Yeah. Right. 
aren't there like senatorial guards still and things like that? Aren't yes, there can't God. the Senate issue Solved. them some protection? That's right. Like, they, yeah. they were hey, on the ground. In, at this time, there's something that can actually devour the force and our, our devour our force energy. It, is, and, is it possible to get non-force yeah. sensitives to provide security for the Jedi at this time? Because, and then the Senate's like, sure, here's a bunch of these guys with you know, blue hoplite sort of helmets and yeah. spears. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind the endless. I think they're neat or the nameless. I think they're a neat. I think they're neat. I like the idea that they, they, they petrify in both sense of the word um, uh, a Jedi. I think that's a cool conceit, but I'm getting a little done with how dumb the are Jedi we are doing this, this right now. Is it, is this level? Apparently. Okay. We're, Apparently we're, we don't have level to corner. Coruscant, yeah, great. Level I loved it. Yeah. Uh, felt like it was just about like the, what Coruscant is like, how does it feel to, to live yeah. there, to be there, to, to experience it? I thought it, she did, Lydia Kang did such a great well, job sort of creating and, the atmosphere of Coruscant. Um, loved it, that short story. All right, And I love that he left. goes through, but one thing too, just to add, I was like, I love that he goes through the temptation, but is still there at the end, right? Yes. Like, because there's that question of like, is that is like, is that going to be too much for him? But he, you know. Right. Yeah, nightlife he, of yeah. Coruscant, too alluring. Yeah. is what the master sort of worries about, right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's what I Again, what is a Jedi, right? And I love that Amadeo is like, like I, he's starting to be like, what? Think about what his life would be like outside of the Jedi, right? Like, is it's? I mean, that's another like, you know, six thousand pound rancor at the dinner table. That's like, you know, like you were captured, you were stolen from your parents, like you were orphaned and brought into this cult, essentially. If we're going to be cynics here, and you know, yes, you had a gift, and yes, I, I'm more forgiving. I don't really. I see it as a sort of uh, empowering sort of, you know, place of development and growth. I agree. I agree. But yeah. let's just for the cynic sake and right. the, the dark corners of my own yeah. mind that would think yeah. that stuff. It's like you could kind of color it that way. If I, I have some questions, but yeah, I mostly sure. am positive. Yeah. 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 And so you do that to a person and you're like, okay, here's all the things in the world. You're a young man entering his prime and, you have everything going for him in the forest and all these things. And he could make friends and he could have this normal life. And, and he dips his toes all the way in it, you know, and, and, and goes for a swim. Um, I, I yeah. loved this. I love that he like so yeah, his interactions and he was just like, found this like beautiful female creature from, you know, like being from another planet and, you know, they're all smart and fun and, you know, and are doing exciting things. And it's just exactly like someone would be wrapped up in. Yeah. And he had his night and he was just like, you know what though, this is no, like this is all I've been. This is all I want to be. And, and, you know, he just doesn't sleep that night, goes back and then goes on the next mission. Yeah. The, the weird thing I have mentioned on this, I feel like I got to mention this once a year. Uh, on this podcast is that uh, as my argument is always that the Jedi may forbid attachment, but they do not, they're, they do not take vows of chastity as far as I know. Right. Just said, yeah. like if anyone's watching the third season of slow horses, there's a character practicing or living that life right now. Oh, I actually, I just canceled <laughs> Apple plus and like, and Oh I no, really it see. just started. I know it just um, started. And, and, but wait, wait a few, wait, a, I'll let you know when it's over and then you can just, you know, get a month and then binge it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the quote is, the force is my anchor. It's my roots. It's my connection to everyone and yeah. everything. Yeah. He grinned. Coruscant has been amazing, but frankly, it's kind of exhausting. What else happened? Mero asked. He sensed that his Padawan was holding something back. He got laid. That's my thing. Yeah. But it's exactly. like, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, 100%. It's, like, it's yeah. attachment. It's, but like, 
you need to have interactions. You need to love. Yeah. You know, you need yeah. to have friends, right? Are friends in a t- like it's such it's so a, hard to say. Yeah. Right. Jen, I don't yeah. believe in the work balanced lifestyle. They're just like, you know what? Full work, full Jedi, but, you know, protection services. Yeah, but you, I mean, you, you look at others. There's some like, meditation. The, no, it's yeah. no, You look at other lessons though, and it's like, you know, Loden Great's farm is like counsel or no, we must all find our own way. And yeah. it's like, yeah. you know. If if you get drunk and stay up all night and have a great night, you know, yeah. that's going to happen because you have to live your life and, you know, you have to find your way. Yeah, it becomes a problem when it starts affecting your work. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But but the other thing the other thing I'll say, though, is just like, again, the other argument I always make is like it is the, the no attachment idea from the Jedi is a non-starter and it is flawed from the beginning because yeah. your entire system of teaching is based on mentorship. And mentorship does not exist without attention attached attachment between right. a mentor and yeah. a mentee. Yes. Right. It makes no sense. Yeah. No sense exactly. at all. Right. And that's why that's the thing they got to do away with in the future of Star Wars when we get to the Ray's new Jedi Academy. Is it's not about it. It's about honest communication yeah. about attachments. That's yeah. important. That yeah. that's definitely a big story point I'd like them to tackle with any kind yeah. of new they Jedi temple. Better. Because I'm just like, yeah. this kind of needs to be resolved. It's like, what are the Jedi? Uh, what is it? What is the new reformation of the Jedi? What is yeah. that? Like, I, I, I yeah. have lots of questions, you know, I think it's, it's just, it's, I think it's just framing it differently. Like, it's just, yeah, it's an HR, different words. attachments. Yeah. It's an HR problem that can be solved within the temple. Like, the, the thing is, is like, <laughs> it, it seriously is. It's just, it's yeah. the thing is, is just like, like Anakin falling in love with Padme was not what set him down the dark side. It was him feeling he could not talk to anyone about it, right. which made him vulnerable, right. which made him. Which is what I talk about. Oh, hey, I'm going to bring up a criminal justice. Like when people do background checks and they ask about gambling debts or they ask about um, sexual backgrounds or other things, the reason why um, organizations like the FBI are asking those things is not from a moral standpoint, but from a blackmail standpoint. Right. Are you open to blackmail? Because if you tell us these things now, they can't blackmail you because we already know it. Right. Right. And so that's similar. It's like if Anthony was open to this, everything that palps was saying wouldn't have mattered because he would have been like no i've been talking to yoda and nobody one about this it's mm. fine yeah. we got it yeah 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 we've got to figure it out we got a plan yeah we know how to protect padme yeah yeah right. anyway so like we're not saying no it got myself anymore we're just saying not to be possessive and toxic with your relationships yeah. Yeah. like yeah it's just a new sort of framing really it's yeah. like yeah that's, that's all it is yeah. okay leveler talk sorry grant oh, yeah dude. back to leveler talk yeah let's solve some more oh man all right so where are we on the levelers right now there's not uh, many left of the level i mean it's not just the levelers though it's also the rows that control them in martian in this case the controlling levelers it's like um and i think there's new characters experimenting on levelers in this new phase which is exciting i think there's just lots more leveler detail and lore to be uh read in these new books so yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 ready for them to change my mind on them, but at the same time, I'm kind of there with you guys, where where it's just like, can we like can we figure out these things and then sort of dig into fighting Martian Row in the Nile and, and sort of like yeah. the Jedi just feel like totally incompetent when it comes to this threat, and I don't want to see incompetent Jedi. I, I feel like no. I saw that already. Yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> saw it plenty. No, you can see competent Jedi that are super challenged by a worthy foe, an adversary that takes a while to like, that's like, that's like, it's like Sherlock and Moriarty, right? Like mm-hmm. when that was happening, you weren't thinking like Sherlock's a dumbass. 
right? You're just thinking, oh, he's he is he is challenged by someone who is very clever, <laughs> so it's taking longer. That's it, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. the Hound of Baskerville, but you can't yeah. solve the case. It's sad, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. It's like the it's like the Hound of Baskerville if he went to seven different estates and the same damn thing kept happening <laughs> yeah. and he couldn't figure it out and then just gave up and went home and, and <laughs> that's, smoked some that's basically what's happening in the higher public yeah far. sorry yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, but the thing is like all joking aside i do like the lever levelers i think they're really interesting i like it just give us something new with them like you gotta push the story past it which i trust that they're going to yeah yeah, yeah. I, I hope that's the case. I mean, there's a lot to be answered there, too. Like, I mean, what is the nature of the, the levelers? Like, they, you know, the path of the open hand was gaslighting everyone into thinking that, like, these are the, you know, by calling them levelers, they're the ones to eliminate all the Jedi from the universe and, like, you know, to kill all the, the force wielders. But it's like, what are they really? Like, what are they really there to do? Is that their, I hope their purpose? I hope they're or? a device of some kind to set yeah. up something larger, maybe like a dark side character who like the leveler, you know, approaches them and everyone's like, oh, it's going to kill this person because they're a force wielder. But then they're like, no, they don't like they can't eat the dark side. Then I'm like full dark side and like something really fascinating. I'm hoping for, but like, because mm. I'm hoping the Sith is kind of a final chapter in the final phase of this, like, like a sort of reveal of like, and then this is a Sith Lord in, in hiding, basically. Yes. I, it's almost I, like I, all yeah. I'm hoping for is one chapter. Like, I don't yeah. even need like, I don't need like breadcrumb nope. chapters of like, I don't need like three or four. It's almost like it could be the final chapter. Just the do final. the epilogue of the entire yes. series of just right. like, oh, like, according to my plan. plan. Boom. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I needed that. It's like connective tissue. But yeah, I'm hoping for I'm hoping for something like that. But I'm, I'm hoping the leveler is involved with that sort of deployment if they do that. Anyways, that's my thoughts on the leveler. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's it. And I, and I hope we're going to get there. Um, so next week, we're going to cover The Eye of Darkness by George Mann. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so George Mann gave us um, that great um, Shield of the Jedi. And so he's got the first novel. I think there will be three novel, three adult novels yep, in this. There are. Um, yeah. And uh, so we're going to cover that next week. Um, and to continue our coverage here. And so we'll start really, that'll be a, a massive uh, push into phase three. Um, and then we're going to cover uh, comics up to wherever we are at that point in High Republic um, to yeah. see sort of what's going on. Um, and that's yeah. kind of our plan for December. And um, we'll sort of pick up, pick up other pieces there. We might do an episode of just the, um, the character... Uh, coffee table book that's coming out on December 5th. Um, the High Republic. The Character Encyclopedia. Char- Character Encyclopedia. You know, I'm sure we'll be looking at that and referring to it more as we um, as we get into it. I'm pretty yeah. excited about that to finally see all these Me characters. too. Yeah. Um, they said there's 250 characters in there. Um, so that's a lot. That's going to be useful for when we're doing these pods and we're like, you know yeah. what, what happened on Iram and, or what happened on Dalma? You know, we'll, we'll be able to go Valo. Like we'll be able to yeah. go back and look at who was there, what happened. And, you know, if you haven't read high Republic and you know, you're sort of listening to this and you're like, Oh, this is all cool. Um, you know, it's like, we're just glazing over some like major oh, topics yeah. here, but like now you can have this character encyclopedia and sort of look at that and see all the characters and what they look like and who they are and their relationships. And, um, you know, that's going to be invaluable to you. Yeah. Whoever the, you know, this force delivered that person to make that first infographic, like kind of saved our lives in phase one. 
Um, it was so helpful. And um, yeah, I, some yeah. more of those will proliferate around the internet too, and that'll be helpful. Um, yeah, super helpful. So that's what we got going on for next week. Um, what did I miss, guys? Anything else um, you wanted to talk about with this book or uh, life or the galaxy far, far away? Um, Bob Izzy? Anything? Uh, I think it's perfect. <laughs> I think you summed it up perfectly. I think that's where we're at. High Republic, all of you know, is our next few. few recordings is going to be all about high republic stuff so that's yeah that's the main point yeah yeah all right man for light and life um let's raise our glasses and uh cheers and we'll uh, meet you uh next week at the cantina for another edition of cantina chronicles